Hello, and welcome to The Kink Perspective. My name's Chris. I'm a psychotherapist and consultant. On this episode, I'm going to talk about BDSM and core values. More specifically, our core values. The things that we hold dear and near to our hearts, the things that we lead our lives by, the things that are important to us, the things that we create our beliefs in, and how we value those beliefs. Your values form the foundation of your life. Our values dictate the choices we make and determine the direction that our life will lead or go. Your values will influence your decisions related to your relationships, what type of job you have or job you may want to get in the future, what sports you like to play if you like to play sports at all or hobbies you get involved in or other activities you want to do or be a part of. Yet, Despite this importance, few people choose their values differently. Instead, they simply adopt their values from their families when they're growing up, and the dominant values of society, or the ones that society holds near and dear, are generally accepted. In all likelihood, the values that you internalize as a child remain with you, even into adulthood. And in some cases, people reject those values of their upbringing. So things you held true, maybe about religion or the food you ate, don't hold up as you grow up throughout life and you gain your independence and your own independent way of thinking. Unfortunately, these values may also have created a life that is carrying you down a path that's not the direction you want to go. So you might have valued at one time beliefs that... You don't regard the laws of society. Now you're getting involved in breaking the law or doing something else. What values were you raised with? What values are you presently living in accordance with? Are they the same as when you began or started your life or as you were growing up? Or have they changed and evolved? Do your values bring you happiness? And that's something that's important because of the things that we hold dear to us don't make us happy then how can those values be worth something to us in the long run that we should believe in? These are essential questions that you must ask yourself. And especially if you're looking to find meaning, happiness, success, a relationship, or something else that's an important connection in your life. Yet finding the right answers to these questions is a challenge within itself. And changing them in a way that will lead to fulfillment is an even greater challenge that one person has to undertake. Sometimes we don't understand these things and we spend a lifetime on a journey trying to do so. You can look at such people as ancient philosophers or Dalai Lamas. They're always on a search or people are always on a search for understanding and figuring out our values. So how do we understand our values? Values are the things that we hold important to us. They can come in the form of traits such as honor, courage, respect, responsibility, loyalty, friendship, and so on. In the military, we have certain values and honors that we abide by, these traits that we live by. Honor, courage, commitment. That's what I held dear while I was in the military. When we get involved in an interaction with someone, especially on social media, There are times when these core values, though, that we hold dear and as a truth to ourselves, seem to break down. The question I have, though, is why? Are they breaking down because we've lost our values? That we somehow set our values aside? 
because we want to engage in a different belief or different system that we see that's not necessarily known to us, but we only believe if we act in such a manner that we're going to somehow fit into that person's ideal values. Um, that the values, we have to also consider that the values we once held are no longer important or have changed because of the environment we're now in. So if we move or live in a new place or a new city, things that we once held dear aren't as important or they're more important. If I lived in the country all of my life where I never had to really lock my doors, now moving to a busy suburb or a big concrete jungle in a big city, I have to be worried and more cognizant of the fact that I may need to lock my doors. As our perception environments and our environments change, that begins and constantly reformulates what we see, how we define, and what we hold as our most important values. I do wonder and question why those values change when it comes to people in certain circumstances. I witness these in exchanges on social media on both sides. I believe more people confuse projection with values than the actual values people believe in. We need to break down our understanding of values to get to the heart of this question. So, in saying that, we need to de deconstruct and understand our values. To truly understand what values you possess and live by, you must deconstruct them to a point you're able to clearly see what exactly you value and why you hold these values so close to your heart. Looking openly and honestly at the way you were raised is the first step in identifying the values that you were instilled in growing up. This is one of the reasons why that when therapists are meeting with clients for the first time and we're starting to get to know someone and dealing with whatever issue they came to therapy for, we ask them what their family life was like. We talk to them about their family, their childhood, their upbringing, if their parents are together, because these are the values that shape someone early on. We might ask questions like, what did your parents value? And what values did they impress upon you in regards to achievement, education, social status, religion, independence, how you dressed? What about your, what about wealth? Think back to your childhood and ask yourself several of these questions. What values were emphasized in a way that your parents lived their lives by? Was being having status and power and perception something your parents held was it money education what values were stressed extremely stressed in your family what values were reflected in the way you were rewarded or that you were punished your next step in the deconstruction process involves you looking at your present life and the values your life reflects in responding to these questions you should ask yourself what values underlie your answers? What do you do for a living? Are you a corporate person? Are you a business owner? Do you work independently? Are you a contractor? Do you make sales? Do you work as a chef, as a baker, a lawyer, a doctor? One of the most common questions that people in social gatherings ask one another is, what do you do for a living? Periodically, I've seen people get rather defensive in response to this question that somehow like it's a personal attack. Most people will respond, does it really matter what I do? What I do is not who I am. It doesn't define me. Well, honestly, I would say otherwise, at least to a small degree. Assuming people have choices in their career paths they take, which one they choose reflects 
who they are and what they value. So if you tell me that you had no option in your town to do anything else than uh, be a garbage person, well, quite honestly, I would say that the values within that job of respect and trust, servitude to your community are something that you actually value. Now, for example, and although this is going to be a little bit of a generalization, it's probably safe to assume that someone who becomes a lawyer has different values than someone who becomes, let's say, a chef. What those underlying values might be will vary from person to person. But one might assume that the person who becomes a lawyer does so because they want fame in defending a famous case or arguing a case in court, or they might just value money, while the chef might value creativity and taste. Where do you live? Do you live in a high-rise apartment in the city, in the suburbs, out in the countryside? And what values led you to that specific area? What activities do you engage in the most? Are they cultural? Or are they artistic? Are they religious? Are they political? Do you more get involved in social activities? Are you planning parties with your friends all the time? And what values are reflected in those activities that you are either associated with or conduct. What do you talk about mostly when you're around people in social situations or when you're with your friends or even with your significant other? Is politics your focus, religious, religious connotations, uh, the economy? Even other people, are you putting them down? Are you judging them? Is that what your life, is that what you value? And Honestly, what does that tell you about your values in a, a whole, in their context? Finally, perhaps the most telling question of reflection of what your values are. What do you spend your money on? Is it a home, expensive travel, clothing? Do you buy art? Do you give to charity? What about your education? Because money is a limited resource for the most people in general. They will use their money in ways for what they value most. Above anything else, where people spend their hard-earned money, especially when in these trying times, says the most about what they value and what they hold dear. You can ask yourself whether your current values are the same as those you grew up with. Have you gone through a period of examination and reconsideration of what you value and what you think is most important? Have you consciously chosen to discard some of the values from when you were a child growing up through adolescence and you adopted new ones because your environment changed? For example, I was always taught and held about family when I was growing up, although I am a child of divorce. But the reality is I still held on to the core beliefs of family and connectedness. And when I eventually grew up, those values I've held throughout my life. They were reinforced and when I served in law enforcement, they were definitely reinforced when I was in the military because I counted on my family to protect me. My family could count on me to protect them in dangerous situations. My experience with people who live unsatisfying lives is that for the most part, the values that they grew up with, they're not necessarily unhealthy values and that their values that they're currently living with are still quite similar it's that they're just unhappy. They've never really questioned those values. They've never really looked to determine their change or if the values are still consistent with the person they are. 
Instead, they simply bought into them early and they created their life around those values instead of letting those values see if they could fit into the life they lead. Now, on the other side, people with fulfilled lives tend to grow up with life-affirming values or at some point they challenged their values that they grew up with and as they entered adulthood they reevaluated and constantly modified the values so those values can fulfill the life that they want ultimately now that we've gone through this deconstruction process in your life and deconstructed those values that we've held close you have a clear idea of what you value at least hopefully and you can see the values upon which you've created your life for yourself to be happier or to get what you want. You can see whether those values contribute to your dissatisfaction or bring you happiness. You can look at which aspect of your life contribute to those parts of unhappiness or happiness, your career, your marriage, your relationship, your friendships, the lifestyle that you're currently in, the education level you currently have whether or not you want to be more or less religious or get involved in political activism or with a political party. You have to ask yourself what values underlie those parts of your life that will ultimately make you feel more fulfilled. Ultimately, there is another factor that plays into our values, and that's popular culture, society, and the things we see or interact with. And For a lot of us in the BDSM community, we see at the social media sites such as, well, Instagram has used personal websites, FetLife, Cuffs, CollarMe, Alt.com. There's a recurring theme that runs throughout these places that inadvertently people end up buying into the values that are predominantly popularized in these social media platforms. For example, status, power, appearance, conspicuous consumption of the lifestyle of embracing how, for example, polyamory is so wonderful that you're going to lead this beautiful and brilliant life without any work to it at all, that there's no effort. You just show up and submit to someone or you're the dominant and all of these people are going to line up for you. That's These projections of happiness are ultimately quite a bit of a misnomer that we're not seeing or understanding because if we try to emulate what we see without understanding the work that's involved in getting to the place to take that perfect photo with the perfect caption, we'll end up leading the majority to a life of dissatisfaction. The popular culture in America today as it stands especially as it's reflected through various news outlets, TMZ, other pop culture iconic places, no longer has the time, the attention, or the energy to devote to these weighty and deep issues such as our core values or beliefs and things that we ultimately hold dear. It's much easier to focus on superficial things like what we look like or the newest trends in what we're wearing especially how those things are reflected inside of our culture. Thus, the pursuit of wealth and material goods has become the dominant value in much of our society. In the mistaken belief that these values will bring people happiness, and it always comes down to that old adage, 
money can't buy happiness. Well, there's a reason why that saying is true. You can have all the money in the world, but money can end up being one of the most lonely things you'll have. I look at a case like Elon Musk. Ultimately, there was a bunch of people debating whether or not we believe that he's happy. I don't. With all of that money and wealth, how can you honestly tell who wants to be around you that's genuine and true and cares only about you and not what you have? One of the most powerful ways in which this value was oppressed upon you is how you learn to define success. Popular culture, especially when we see the Kardashians of the world or we see all of these people on FetLife, for example, typically define success through winning or the amount of beatings or sex that they're having, their wealth, their status, the trips that they're going on, their physical appearance of how toned they are or their rise and fall of their popularity. The more money and power you have, the more attractive and popular you seem to be, the more successful you might be. Growing up with these definitions though, success was largely unattainable for the majority of people. At the same time, our culture has made losing even more intolerable and to be able to contemplate that being poor, powerless, if you're unattractive, depending on who defines that standard, if you're unpopular, this is simply unacceptable. With all of these restrictive definitions, you may have to believed, like so many others are buying into, that you were caught in the untenable situation of having little opportunity for success and a greater chance for failure. And I see this quite a bit and then people on social media sites when they believe their only value is going to be displaying themselves and they'll mask this in the identity of something known as exhibitionism and saying this is who they truly are but is that who they truly are or are they just masking the world that they're in because they see this is the popular thing to do is that really who they are that they're walking around this way no it's not and society wouldn't even allow that because a lot of the times, exhibitionism, for the most part, is illegal. Now, I don't want to digress too much. Blindly having accepted society's narrow definitions of success and failure takes away your power to decide how you wish to define exactly what success or failure is. By buying into popular culture's limited definitions of success or failure, rather than choosing to define what those are based on your own core values. You can't truly become successful or happy because you are forced down a path that is, for the most part, impossible to attain something that's truly not even yours at all. It's what society has deemed. So how are you ever going to measure up to that standard? You may become a successful person in the eyes of what society holds, at least to a standard but you probably won't feel like a success yourself. And this path certainly won't bring you the meaning, joy, or the real success or fulfillment in your life that you're looking for. Especially when you're defining that happiness by what you see in such places like FetLife, like Alt.com or Cuffs or CollarMe. Especially if that's what you're looking for out of a relationship or that's what makes you feel like you're part of the community. Those projections are often not real and for the most part are truly a slanted view and 
even if you attain them, you may not find those values are something that you want to incorporate into your daily life or will ultimately make you happy. Maybe it's time to understand who we are and what we want before we turn to others for a definition of ourselves. Until next time, everyone, be safe and stay connected.